Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. And thank you for subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out (laughs) on this podcast. What I'm going to talk about is blowing money fast, right? I think I'm not alone when I say that we've all experienced this a time or two. Um, I came to this subject because I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts. Uh, my man, Bomani Jones is uh, the right time. Um, with Bomani Jones and on the podcast he did a segment at the end where he had people leave a voicemail and talk about you know the time where they got a nice sum of cash and they managed to blow it and what they blew it on and um, you know it got me to thinking about there was a time (laughs) when uh, money really you know, I could I could really stretch money. Like, I'll give you an example. Like when I was in college, I was broke, <laughs> just like any other college student. Uh, on the campus of South Carolina State University, I was broke as a joke. But with that being said, I mean, college is the time in which you're supposed to be broke. Um, you're not supposed to have a lot of money and you know, you're supposed to come into your own as far as how to balance money. Um, Well, for me, that took a little bit of time. Um, I will say this much. I I learned how to be uh, frugal, (laughs) borderline cheap, if you will. Um, But yeah, college was so much fun. And I don't think you could have that much fun with so little money. Like just to give you an idea. I went to school in the 90s, right? So in the 90s, you could make $20 stretch a long way, right? (laughs) I mean, $20 now. And, and, you know, it's, it's I know it's like comparing apples to oranges because now. You know, I'm older. I have responsibilities. I have a job. So in a job, you know, it it pays okay. you know. Um, But in the 90s, particularly when I was in college, I was in college from 1991 to 1996. The money just stretched like $20. $20 could stretch me for a long time. And the way that I would do it would be like, okay, let's say I got $20, right? Um, Because if I got $20, then that meant I had some money in my pocket. And so, like, maybe it was just the cost of living. Maybe it was just how the world was. But nothing really seemed to be that expensive. Like... (laughs) I could get my hair cut for two dollars in the in the dorm now, not going to a barbershop, but get my hair cut for two dollars in the dorm. Um, you know, of course, I was an athlete, so we ate on campus. Um, so we ate three meals a day. If you wanted to eat something, you know, late at night or something like that, you could, quote unquote, splurge 
and get a burger or pizza or whatever the case may be. But, you know, $20, man, $20 seemed, at least for me, I can't speak for anybody else in that time frame, but $20 seemed to me to last like a couple of weeks, <laughs> like maybe three weeks. I don't know. It's bugged out when I think about it because like now I'll spend $20 on anything. You know, I mean, like I'll go, I don't know, go to the gas station and, you know, get some gum and get a bagel and get, you know, some Gatorade and some popcorn for later. And, you know, that's like $20 now, you know, um, back then in 95, you know, there was no Starbucks for me to go to. So I couldn't go get my cafe. Umalacha Sata. I don't drink Starbucks, but I'm pretty sure they have that on the menu. <laughs> Nonetheless, um, I would have $20, but you know, I would get to a point where if I wanted to quote unquote, treat myself, I would go to McDonald's. <laughs> go to McDonald's, get the value meal for $3.99. And so, you know, if you get a value meal at $3.99 on a Saturday night, you know, you still got, you know, the rest of the, you still got a couple more weeks and that $20 is still going to, you know, stretch. And if I had to go to the grocery store, you know, you know, like to get some snacks or something for the room, I'd get some, you know, I don't know, a bag of chips, you know, the big bag of chips. Uh, some bread, uh, don't laugh, peanut butter and jelly, because yes, I ate a lot of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, uh, in college. In fact, I love peanut butter and jelly sandwich. You know how some people get to a point in their life where they're like, oh my gosh, I would never eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Um, I got a couple of dollars and I still eat peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I will eat at least one peanut butter and jelly sandwich a week. It's just in me. I mean, judge your mother. <laughs> I don't care. I mean, like, it's just because it's, it's good to me. It tastes good. So, and I think I'm probably still eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches probably because I ate so many in college. Because that was like my late night snack or that or popcorn. I'm, I'm still a big popcorn fiend. Uh, I still eat popcorn. That is my go to snack. Uh, no matter the time of day or night, it's popcorn. So, you know, you got all those things kind of playing coming into play. So you just you really have to be at a point where you're OK with hang getting money and then hanging on to money. And so I just I learned to hang on to money. Um Another thing that happened, particularly on my campus, was uh, <laughs> we had an ATM on campus, right? And so with the ATM, because I bank with a bank called Nations Bank. At the time, it was Nations Bank. Now it's Bank of America. But Nations Bank would have, you could withdraw money, right? And so if you withdrew money from the uh if you withdrew money from the ATM, they gave you the option of taking out five dollars. You know, it's rare to find an ATM these days but that will allow you to take out anything less than ten dollars. But this ATM on campus would actually take out five dollars. And so, you know, just to give you a background like I, when I was in college, 
my first three years in college, my brother was still in high school. So it was just me, my mom, and my brother. Um, so I didn't want to put any strain on her financially. And she would tell me, like, hey, if you need any money, go to the ATM and get some money. But, like, she, <laughs> she, she never told me how much money to get. So I don't think I, don't think I ever in the time that I was at South Carolina State University, I don't think I ever took out any more than $40 from the ATM. And that was one time. I remember that one time I took out $40 from the ATM. But, you know, I will assume that my mom had the money in the account because I never tried to take any money out and there wasn't any money in the account. But I I just, I guess, kind of called myself being cautious because I didn't want to quote unquote, spend up her money. Oh, what a novel concept. Uh, not wanting to spend your parents' money. But I just, uh, I remember one night she called me and um, keep in mind, there was no cell phones or anything. So she called me in my room, I answered the phone and we were on a long distance phone call. So the call is actually costing. So she calls me and she says, hey, I noticed that you, you know, took some money out of the ATM. And I said, yeah. And she said, well, don't take out $5 from the ATM. She was like, if you're going to take out money from the ATM, take out 20, take out 40. She was like, but don't take out $5. And I said, well, why? They offer the the opportunity of us to take out $5. She said, well, I'm getting hit with ATM fees of like $2. She was like, so it doesn't make any sense for you to, I'm going to get hit with an ATM fee. So, there's no need for you to take out $5. Just take out 20 like that. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> you don't have to tell me twice. So yeah, you, you, you didn't have to tell me twice at all. <laughs> but um, I, I was just really kind of cognizant of not spending a lot of money. But Ultimately, you get to the point where when you finally do get money, you're going to spend it because if you haven't had it, you know, especially as a college kid, if you haven't had it, once you get it, you're going to use it. And, you know, maybe you might even abuse it. Uh, But one of the things that, you know, I I reminisced as I listened to this particular podcast episode was uh, it took me back, like I said, to South Carolina State. And it took me back to my more specifically to my financial management professor my man dr cole Uh, shout out to dr cole because i know he listens because he listens all the time um dr cole would always tell us and he had this um he had this jamaican accent he would say you young people you get your money you get your money and you go and you buy nike and you go and buy tommy you should invest invest in the wall street journal And I mean, someone coming from his perspective had a lot of game. And I and I don't think we really picked up on the game or really took to the game the way that we should have from Dr. Cole. But he was saying, like, don't invest your money in clothes and gear and all of this stuff like that. You know, invest in stocks and bonds. And he was telling us this at 20. And I just (laughs) it flew over my head. And, um, but yeah, Dr. Cole, man, I, I still remember that to this day. He still, he just said, don't blow your money. You will blow your money fast. If it will burn a hole in your pocket, if you don't take care of it, money is to be taken care of, 
not to be splurged. It's okay to spend, but spend wisely. <laughs> Shout out to Dr. Cole, man. So, yeah, you know, we had the lessons there. I had, you know, uh, home training as to not spend a bunch of money. But what happened once I got that refund check? <laughs> oh, man. Balling out of control. <laughs> um, I talked about it on another podcast, but it's worth repeating on this particular podcast where I um I I, I got it was I think I got some type of refund check. It might have been like a thousand dollars or something like that. And so, you know, you go from the kid who didn't wanna take out twenty dollars from the ATM to putting a thousand dollars in my pocket. And to be honest, you know, Back then, $1,000 was a lot of money. At least it was to me. I mean, now $1,000 comes and goes. Um, But I just, I was so happy to have the money. So I took the money, or at least some of it, and I was like, I'm going shopping. And I'm not really one that does a lot of shopping. I I probably shop more now than I did back then. But um, so I said, I'm going shopping. And I go to the store, this department store called Rich's. And I buy myself a polo jacket. And it was a blue polo jacket. It was really, really dope. It went well with the shirts that I had. went well with the jeans that I had. It matched my Jordans. It was just dope. It was it was fly. You know, and in the 90s, you had to be fly. Um, and I wore that jacket one time. <laughs> I wore that jacket one time. While washing clothes, I managed to spill bleach on the jacket. It was a blue jacket. So imagine a dark blue jacket being splashed with bleach. Stained the jacket. Never wore the jacket again. Um, and I mean, that was money that I could have taken and put it into something else. But, you know, I wanted to be fly. Um, I also blew money on some Jabot jeans. <laughs> I'm almost embarrassed to tell this story, but Jabot jeans were a very, very popular urban jean. Um, I remember hearing my man, uh, Grand Poobah. The rapper, Grand Poobah from Brand Nubian, talk about wearing his Jabot jeans. And so I was like, yo, I got to give me some Jabot jeans because that was the thing. Like if, if your favorite rapper talked about a particular item of clothing in a rap song, you had to get it. Like or if he talked about or, you know, talked about drinking or whatever he was drinking or if he was in a commercial or she was in a commercial. Um advertising some malt liquor you might buy it i wasn't drinking back then and i damn sure wasn't drinking malt liquor but you get my point um so jabo jeans i went to the store and saw some black jabo jeans and i was like yo these jeans are so dope and i did what most people do i took the jeans out you know held them in front of me, held them to my side. They seemed to be the right length. So I was like, all right, give me a pair. No, give me two pair. I got a, a black pair and a blue pair. I'm like, I'm going to rock these. 
And I was like, these will go good with my polo boots. And I was just going to be fresh. And I had all my little outfits picked out and everything. And the place where I bought them from had a big sign said that said, no returns. All sales are final. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me. I got my Jabot jeans. I am chilling. And these jeans were like, I don't know. $80 a piece I think something like that it was something it was crazy like I I was I, I had to that point I had never purchased a pair of jeans that cost that much money and for me that was a lot of money to be spending but hey I had you know had a pocket full of money and it was burning a hole in my pocket so I was gonna blow my money fast and so I didn't try the jeans I didn't need to so you know all sales fine okay no problem boom so the following week, we had a big basketball game. Um, my school was playing against uh, North Carolina A&T, which is one of our rivals in the Mideastern Athletic Conference. It was a home game. And so for the A&T game, everybody gets fresh. Like, that's that's like a mini homecoming. Like, you, this parties are crazy, everything. So I got my hair cut for $2. <laughs> and so I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to put on these new Jabot jeans. And if you're familiar with Jabot jeans, you will know that the jeans were very big. And so I didn't even think about it. I went to put, I, I had not tried the jeans on. I just purchased them. And then I realized that these jeans were, as I put them on, too big for me. <laughs> and I don't mean like a little bit too big. Like they were the right length, but the waist was way too big. And the thighs were like, I mean, honestly, I could have given those jeans to one of my teammates who played on the offensive line. The big guys. That's how big those pants were. Like they swallowed me and my little body. And so you know, when you're not, I'm five, seven, so I'm not relatively tall. So when you're not tall, you can't really wear a lot of baggy stuff because it looks very odd on you. And so I'm trying the jeans on I, and, and I'm literally like an hour away from leaving from the game and leaving for the game. And I'm mad because now it's like, oh my God, I don't, I don't have anything to wear. Not nothing new. I mean, because everybody had new gear. And I had some new polo boots and I had the jacket. I was like, I'm styling on them, you know. And I just did not have on. <laughs> I just couldn't put on. I couldn't put on those Jabot jeans, the black ones or the blue ones. And so now I'm pissed because I can't even take it back. Blown money. $80, $160 down the drain. For two pair of jeans that I probably should have tried on before I <laughs> actually purchased. Um, what else? I, oh, I blew money on a car too. Um, <laughs> one year I got a refund check. The refund check was probably like three grand. So I took two grand and I bought me a car. Uh, it was a 19, it was a 19, 
80, I want to say it was an 89 Nissan Sentra hatchback. Uh, so the hatchback was, you know, and it was a stick shift too. But I found it, it was two grand. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to rock this. And, you know, I told my folks and they were like, okay, well, you know, if you've done your research on it or whatever, I didn't do any research. And I took it by a mechanic. The guy checked it out. He said the car was fine. So I bought the car for two grand. Two grand for the 1989 Nissan hatchback. Uh, hatchback is not necessarily the type of car that you are going to be riding around on HBCU campus, but it was four wheels and it could get around and that's all that mattered. So got my little car, two grand down the drain, no problem. Uh, I think I had insurance. Yeah, I had insurance. I had insurance. Had insurance. Um, pay for it cash, so there was no you know car payment or anything like that. So everything was going good. I had that car, and I was able to because I had the car and I lived off campus at the time. Uh, I was able to you know get around, drive my girl around, whole nine. And if I wanted to, I could go back home to Florence, which was uh, hour and a half away. So I went home one weekend, and I can't remember what I did. And my mom was like, hey, uh, your aunt needs to use the car because blah, 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 blah. I was like, all right, I don't have nothing planned. And I'm at home. <laughs> my aunt used the car. And on her way home from, I don't know, choir rehearsal or whatever, she hits a deer. Car is totaled. Two grand down the drain for a car that I had for about mm, the better part of two months. Just that fast. Blew the money. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've never been one to tell people how they should spend their money because, you know, it's your money. You do what you want to do. Um, I have learned as I've gotten older, you know, you, you're going to live how you're going to live. If you make fifty thousand dollars you're gonna live like somebody who probably makes fifty thousand dollars hell i mean to be honest there are people that make fifty thousand dollars that live like somebody making seventy thousand dollars so it's all relative if you make two hundred thousand you'll you'll live like somebody who makes two i don't know anybody who makes two hundred thousand dollars that lives like they make thirty thousand <laughs> i mean i'm just being honest uh ultimately you can't take the money with you but you know Odds are likely that, you know, if you get a large sum of money, you're probably going to blow it. And it's OK. Try to spend your money on something that's tangible. Um, but the only thing I would tell you is this about money. Learning how to make good decisions with money usually starts with making bad ones. Take it from me. That's going to do it for me, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for checking out this edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5G.